ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Welcome back into another edition of College Golf Talk. Steve Burkowski, Brentley Romine with you. We're what, taping Wednesday, a little before 9 p.m. We got a special guest backstage in the green room. We'll uh, welcome him in momentarily. But I know you've been excited to sort of dive a bit deeper into the young man that uh, is blessing us with his presence this week. Yeah, Paul Chang, the uh, club golfer turned stud for the University of Virginia. The Cavs coming off a big win at the golf club at Georgia Collegian. And uh, I, I think one of the more impressive stories that probably hasn't been talked about yet. Uh, four top 16s for Paul. Um, and just over a year ago, he was playing club golf. So um, pretty cool. Excited to have him on. Burko, I, I can barely see you. It, it, you're, it looks like you're in a basement. I, I hope you're okay. I, I hope you're not in a bunker or, or, or something somewhere. No, I'm good. I'm flying solo this week. So when you've got the two boys in bed, shockingly enough, hiding, I'm sure from they're going to walk. Yeah, well, you go into the bedroom, my same spot I always lock into, and the lighting's not as great uh, as normal. But if I did this out <laughs> in the kitchen or the living room or the family room, we would have multiple guests on our show and uh, they need to be asleep getting ready for second and fourth grade and the heavy curriculum they've got upcoming on a, a Thursday in, <laughs> in well, uh, first, grade school. First, real quick, I, I want to shout out uh, John Vining from the uh, University of South Dakota, the head coach there. They, they did a uh, tournament called Throwdown Up Top, which I thought the name of that tournament was really cool because, you know, what are you playing? The you know, the Marquette intercollegiate, or are you playing the throwdown up top? And I also saw a tournament today called the Buddy. So hopefully there's a hat there too, but appreciate them mailing me this hat. Um, actually pretty cool. It has the, it says throwdown up top. And uh, apparently this Landman Golf Club in Nebraska looks pretty sweet. And I've heard some good things about it. So hopefully I can get out to the Sioux City, Sioux Falls area um, to, to play it soon. But uh, anyways, Enough about that. Let's uh, let's well, welcome on. Well, shameless promo. I'll be in Sioux Falls, South Dakota next month, calling the Nebraska Oregon State men's basketball. You game. should My play. First trip. You should try to play Landman. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I've got to. I've got to focus. Robbie Hummel and I will be on the call of that game. Excited to do some Big Ten 
uh, basketball this upcoming season. So I can check South Dakota off uh, one of the six or seven states I've yet to uh, step foot in. But as you said, let's digress, put that aside. Welcome in Paul Chang from the University of Virginia. Thanks so much, my friend, for spending some time with us this week on College Golf Talk. Brentley gave a little bit of your background, your story, unique to say the least, in maybe two minutes, if you would. How did you get into the game? How did you journey all around the world, end up at UVA, and go from a club golfer to one of the best players on the Cavaliers team this fall? Oh, so lots cover in two minutes. <laughs> um, Start now. Yeah. Well, I, I started playing golf when I was nine. Um, didn't know what golf was, but um, I was lucky to have a neighbor um, who was a golf coach. And his son was my age, so they dragged me onto a golf course, and I instantly fell in love with it and played a bunch and got decently good at it. <clears throat> then I went to England and played some high school golf, not too seriously, but – I, I would grind every day um, during the holidays because I, I love the game. What were your prospects as you <laughs> fell in love with it, got better of coming over to the U.S. to play collegiately? What did you find out about schools that were interested in you? Or, oh, boy, I've got a <laughs> lot more work still to do. Um, I never thought about going pro until my gap year. So I wasn't really looking into collegiate golf. I was trying to get a good degree from a good school, from a school that I love. So, um, yeah, I was looking at colleges in, in, in the U.S. because I wanted to come to the U.S. for college. Um, and my parents pushed me to come to college in the U.S. too. Um, and UVA suited me the best. And I love this campus, love the atmosphere here. So I decided to come here. Um, it's only after... Um, gap here um, that I decided to go um, to, to give, give give pro golf a try. And I played a lot in my gap year, start, um, kept grinding for two years that I've been here and finally walked on. Now, Paul, so I, I understand it was between Virginia and was it one other school? What was the other school that you were deciding between? Well, I applied to quite a few schools. Um, I, I, I got a few offers from University of California, and I was applying to Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's about it for me. For so so tell, tell our audience what, what your first few years at UVA were like, and, and how often did you email Coach Bowen Sargent about being on the <laughs> team, and, and just kind of take us through your your courting sure. process because I uh, I understand okay. it it was it took it took quite a little bit of time it for took him quite to, a while to yeah. know you <laughs> yeah well yeah um, I emailed him before I came so in my gap here I was trying to find out how to get on the real team how the real team operates you know and he told me that they don't have spots um, but keep playing some um, good tournaments maybe he'll consider me. So I kept on, like, every every time I have some tournament result come in, I'll email him. <laughs> so um, probably three to four times a, a year, I would email him, shoot him an email about all the updates of my latest, um, yeah, uh, my, my latest tournament results. Mm-hmm. Now, he he discovered you 
at your USAM qualifier. Is that right? This past summer. Um, yeah. Were you nervous at all when you saw that he was he was there watching you? And obviously, did you know at the time that he wasn't there to, to watch you? And did that motivate you at all? Yeah, I actually ran into him before the first round started. I was walking down to the first tee and I saw him. I was like, oh, good to see you here, Sergeant, Sar- <laughs> Coach Sergeant. And uh, yeah, just greet- greeted him. Um, so I knew uh, um, he was probably going to look at some other players than me. And then you went um, out and qualified. And... I did, yeah. But in terms of the nervous part, um, that's the least of my concern if a coach is watching me. I wanted to make USAM. That's the biggest thing that's in my head. And down the stretch, it wasn't easy. So at, oh, yes. go ahead, Berka. Yeah, at what point, Paul, did you get a sense in a couple years at UVA that Coach Sargent was being nice, but it was never going to happen? Did you ever wake up and have a sense he's just going to keep saying, send me results, we don't have a spot? How frustrated were you at times of saying, gosh, I'm just not going to get to where I want to be? Yeah, very frustrating. Uh, I didn't see myself walking on because the spots keep on being filled. And as the program gets stronger and stronger, they'll have better and better recruits. They're not going to struggle finding somebody to join this team. So, yeah, I, I felt pretty hopeless. And uh, I was, I ha- yeah, I was looking at transferring um, to see who, who wants to take me. Because I, now- I really want to play D1 golf. Now, Paul, can uh, can you tell us what mode of what preferred mode of transportation uh, you normally take or, or have taken to the golf course? Um, well, I ride my own scooter. It's in charging in my dorm right now. Uh, <laughs> With yeah. your golf um, bag, like do you put the golf bag no. on? And okay. no, I keep my golf bag at the at, at the course. Yeah, that'll be way too dangerous to, to, to carry my golf bag on a on a yeah pretty busy road <laughs> how 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 yeah. fast does this scooter get uh get up to i'm i'm very interested um, in this <laughs> um it goes up to almost 20 miles per hour do you wear a helmet i, I do yes okay good good we just want to make sure you're safe how, yeah. how how often how often are you at the facility when you're still a club golfer like are you trying to make sure that you're there every single day so that way the guys on the team see you, Coach Sargent mm-hmm. may see you time and again, like you're there and you're saying, hey, look at me, like just mm-hmm. shot 68 today. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I try to be there as much as I can, um, not only to show my face to the, um, the, the, to the coaches, but also I want to practice my golf. I want to get better. So I really want to um, just – spent as much time on the range or on the course as possible to 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 develop my game because after all it's how good i am if i want to go pro it's not if i played uh, for this team or that team when did the breakthrough happen with you and, and bowen Sargent or coach reaching out to you when mm-hmm. finally was there a conversation before or after the usam that the door at least was a little bit open for you? Mm. Um, so I was looking at transfer options, and I emailed Coach Sargent. 
uh, uh, for, for some advices because at that point I sense that he genuinely wishes the best for me and he, he acknowledges my, my work ethic and how far I've come. So, uh, and he was giving me school advices and all that. And he would, he tells me that if he has a spot, he would have given it to me. So I felt like mm, maybe there's something there. And then over the summer, I played uh, some good tournaments, some, had some good results. And then finally, I qualified for USAM. They, they, they watched me play for a round of golf. And then the day after, they called me up and uh, for a meeting. And then I, I went that afternoon to meet with them and uh, settled it. Um, yeah, they gave me the offer that day. It was great. What was the experience at Cherry Hills like for you? Um, well, I've, I've, I've never been in such a big tournament. It's, uh, it's definitely overwhelming at first. Um, yeah, I, I, I turned up with my caddy um, to see all the, I think, I don't know, 15 of the top 20 players are there or something. And these are the these are the names you hear on TV. You see them playing on TV, and finally, just uh, watching them in person hitting balls is quite intimidating. So um, over the two rounds of practice, I I had to really calm myself down and say, okay, I'm not bad at all. Let's just give it give it a try. <laughs> um, play my game. Don't be intimidated, and. And that's what I did, just keep my head down, play my own game. I didn't care what the other people were doing. Just try to play my golf. And How much more comfortable did you get as that week moved on and you were still around when others were going home? Well, it was never comfortable. You don't get comfortable at USAF. <laughs> you're, you're always living on the edge. And every match was so tight. Going into every match... I I fully accepted that I may get knocked out in this round. Like I, I um, no one can say they're gonna win every match. Um, but I went into every round of golf thinking that I'm gonna play my best, play my best, give it my fair shot. If I get beat, I get beat. So you make it to the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. Your your match is a little interesting in that. You, you're playing it at one point under the lights that somehow they rolled out a, a spotlight. You had to come back the next morning, play one hole. Um, mm-hmm. You're playing J.M. Butler, a, a great player from Auburn. What's it like? Great player. What's it like playing in the dark? Hmm. <laughs> well, I used to practice pretty late, so I'm not too unfamiliar with darkness. <laughs> um but yeah, it was definitely hard. It makes golf harder because um, you can't really see the ball, and especially on the greens. It's really hard to judge the speed or, or read the lines because you can't really see much. So all you could do was to you know judge the line, judge the slope with your feet, and just trust your instincts, I guess. But it was definitely hard. They had some lights up though, like uh, around the clubhouse, so. That helps a little bit reading the reading the last part, but it was way harder than than normal for sure. Yeah, that that's not the type of hole either. Cherry Hills, the the eighteenth hole there. That's not the type of hole that you want to play in the dark. And I I remember talking to you right after mm-hmm. that, and and you're probably one of the first people 
that I've ever had say, can I sit down like during <laughs> an interview? And you just sat down because you were so, so exhausted. I but was so exhausted. I, I, I want to go back a couple holes before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was the 15th and 16th hole, the, the par mm-hmm. three hit a great shot. You hit the flag stick. And then the next mm-hmm. hole, you dunk one from, was it 153 <laughs> or something like that? 156? Yeah, something like that. Around 150. Were, were were those the two best shots you've hit considering the circumstances of your life? And is that usual for you? Like, are, are, is that your best strength in terms of just being dialed in, like laser-like with, with the irons and the wedges? Um, no, not actually, no. But um, that's not my strength, actually. Um, but I was pretty dialed in that day. Um, uh, well, the adrenaline pushes me and also I, I, I play better under pressure. I I love pressure. It brings the best out of me. Um, but that was the longest hole I've ever had. (laughs) Um, definitely the, the, a good two shot, two hole stretch for me. Um, probably one of the best moments in, in tournaments ever for me. Before we have a little fun, how has that summer now earning your spot on the team at Virginia, how has that changed everything for you? Because the results have been there each and every time out. How is Paul Chang different than maybe you were three months ago, three years ago, to where maybe you Mm -hmm. will be three years from now? It gave me a lot of confidence. Um, knowing that I can go out there and ball out, knowing that I can perform under pressure, it's, it's a huge, huge deal for myself. Like it's, it's reassuring that um, if I keep getting better, um, I have a good chance of uh, succeeding in this career. Um, yeah, it, like I can always think back to what I did at USM and try to gain some confidence and, and motivate myself uh, when I don't play well. Because I knew I could do it. Real, real quick, Paul, who, who, who is the most sure. intimidating player? You, you, you mentioned kind of when you showed up at Cherry Hills, um, mm-hmm. you know, that, that you were intimidated because there's all these great players. Who, who do you think was the most intimidating that week? Um, probably Gordon Sargent. Well, he was world number one, drives it a mile. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you could hear him hitting driver, like, from outside the range. <laughs> and you know, it's that guy hitting driver. <laughs> so it's pretty intimidating. And also, I've watched him on TV uh, everywhere. You know, at the Masters, too. Uh, US Open. Yeah. Uh, to see him in person and being in the same field with him is pretty intimidating. Well, you've certainly uh, proven a lot to so many of us uh, and most importantly yourself. So from the golfing side of things, continued success. But about this point of the year, it's it's a real tradition more for Brentley because I'm way too old of of Halloween. What What's your best costume you ever wore growing up? What's your favorite Halloween candy? Now, there's a lot of pressure, Brentley, because I think it was. Let's do costume first. I think we were two years ago uh, just. We had uh, Ludwig. No, well, no, no. Two years ago, we had Rose Zhang. Yeah, we did. We did have Rose time. two years ago. 
Yep. So there's a lot of pressure. Um, and then we had Ludwig, though. See, we, but, see, we had Ludwig. Yeah, I would say you've missed you, you've missed the emails. It's now Ludwig Obert, which has okay. which has never come out of Ludwig's mouth. Uh, but that's a whole nother discussion. Uh, best costume you ever wore uh, trick or treating, Paul, was what? <laughs> Probably I, I had this uh, minion costume from the book of me. Uh, um, that was a good costume. I enjoyed that year. That was last year, right? That you wore that? No, I did. I did some in uh, in England. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's about it. I didn't really do much last year. I was too too into golf that day. I think. Anyway, <laughs> um, and um, and they don't have Halloween in China, so I didn't really get they don't the experience. Do Halloween in China? Up. Yeah, but they have they good don't. candy in China, right? They do. They they do have good candy. What's the best Chinese candy? What 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 do you think is the most Delicious. There, there is this ginger candy that I really love. It's not overly sweet and it's pretty chewy. Um, I love the taste of that. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's just called ginger candy in Chinese. Well, next time we connect, let's find some ginger candy that we can all uh, <laughs> enjoy together. See, I love candy corn. I know Brentley thinks it's disgusting, if my uh, memory's correct, Brentley. But can't. there's something about candy corn I, I just enjoy it, Paul. <laughs> candy corn is great. I enjoy it, too. See? I, I'm, I'm not in the minority there. Not in the <laughs> minority uh, with the candy corn. Um, Paul, always good to catch up, my friend. Great to get a little more background on you to where you've come from, to where you're hoping to go. Really enjoyed the conversation. Continue great play uh, and hope to connect one day soon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. You got it. Paul Chang, University of Virginia, goes from a club golfer to the varsity team. He's having a great fall season for the Cavaliers. Uh, and as Brentley jumps back on, and we have I don't know what happened. I, see, I, but we, I just I disappeared because you started talking about candy corn. See, but we get paid not to do things when it's smooth. It's when things go awry that Paul and I continued the conversation. And in fact, he said, wow, this is a lot better with Brentley not here. I, I, so I'm I, not sure if you're able to get that. That's not uh, true. I, I did. Uh, you know, I I would not be surprised. Paul Paul would definitely be within his rights to to say something like that. Um, it's a lot harder, I will say, because I have no clue what I'm doing with this interface with our streaming uh, platform here. So um, hopefully, you know, there our, our editors don't have to do too much work to this, but um, I'm sure you guys are great. I'm sure Burko was talking all about how candy corn is disgusting. That they no, made it it's the best thing years ever. ago. They, I mean, how, how, can you, how can you hate it? <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's just old. It, it, like who who knows? Like I, I just think of like my my grandparents' like friends' like little candy dishes that they keep out in the candy <laughs> corn. It, it's been there for three Halloweens or ten Halloweens, and I, I don't know. Best best candy is like sweet, like Nerds Rope. Um, okay. Uh, airheads, uh, there's a ton. Like Twizzlers are great. Um, yeah, any, they are great. Anything sweet. Chocolate's not really my thing. Candy corn is <laughs> neither. 
and it's terrible. Well, we'll get him. We'll get him on the right path, Paul. Uh, but again, thank you for taking some time out. I know sure. you got a lot going on in Charlottesville. Uh, keep it rolling, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Sure. Thank you so much. Paul Chang from the University of Virginia. I just kept going. I saw you frozen, Brentley, and I just said, we go. We plow <laughs> forward. And, you know, speaking of interface, you're not the only one struggling with golf interface. We'll get to that at the end of the show, <laughs> trying to yeah, figure that, things out. That was my homage to uh, Spike Mark, poor one out. Yeah, we'll get there in a few minutes. Uh, but you talked about the Golf Club of Georgia. Virginia, they won. I think that was a team we were intrigued to see how they would uh, – perform Georgia Tech second at home, ETSU, East Tennessee State right there again at third. I was bullish on Tennessee. I wanted to see if they could do something. Uh, they didn't. They finished ninth. Uh, so maybe I'm a little ahead of the curve there. And and Wake Forest, uh, I'm not sure what to make of the Demon Deacons, uh, but they got work to do in the spring. It, it might be a similar story for Wake Forest in that they're going to be worried about the 500 rule. We don't know where they're ranked right now. Um, I don't know when we'll know that, but I can assure you that when the rankings debut, it's probably not going to be good, even though they do, I believe, have a team win already. But when you finish last and only beat Georgia Tech's B team, it's not great. Um, I, I'm with you on, on Tennessee. This is a team that very much is going to go as Caleb Surratt and Bryce Lewis go. And when one of those guys doesn't play well, Bryce Lewis, T45, Tennessee is going to finish ninth. And um, I, I, I want to highlight East Tennessee State. Uh, I, I know I know Virginia won the tournament. We just had Paul on, Ben James, one of the best players in the country. But what Jake Amos continues to do, I believe they've been to the national championship now two or three years in a row. They have a really senior-laden squad of some really good international talent. I think a couple of those guys are at the World Amateur Team Championship. I'll get clean. Uh, T1, uh, I think he had a runner-up finish earlier. Matt's, I think it's Matt Matt's Ege from Norway. He's kind of been their number one player. He's got an individual win as well. So this is a, as I said, experienced team, a very talented team, and some guys that we'll be seeing playing on the DP World Tour or maybe even Corn Ferry PGA Tour in the next four or five years before, before we know it. I'll give you one. Jake should be front and center when LSU figures out what they want to do. Longtime head coach Chuck Winstead stepping down uh, a few days ago. Obviously, it would not happen midseason. But if it's just get to the next summer until you figure out a permanent decision, uh, in my mind, Jake should be front, uh, first and foremost on that list. Yeah, it would be the perfect time, you'd think, because – he does have a lot of seniors moving on. I think it would be that perfect transitional period. And if we're talking about the best mid-major coaches in the country, he's right there at the top of the list. So definitely agree with you there, Burko. Um, he could be, uh, we could see him. And what are LSU's colors, purple and yellow? Is it, is it like a weirder name for like, it's yeah. like. It's LSU. I don't pay too much mind as a Gator. Now, yeah, yeah yellow and purple, maybe there's something to it. But, LSU just whipped uh, up on whipped up on Auburn last last Saturday night. It was yeah. ugly. U Freeze has work to do uh there as well. Uh the ladies, Mercedes Benz, UCF a winner, Molly Smith taking home the individual title, Old Miss second, Pepperdine fourth. Uh intrigued to see all three of those teams just how far they might 
push things into the spring. We saw Pepperdine get back to match play or make it to match play for the first time uh, for the women's program. Uh, I like what Corey Henkes is doing a few years removed from a national championship. There was a little bit of a lull there, but uh, I feel like with the portal, with some new faces, uh, they're a legitimate top 15, top 20 team. And then I'm excited for the prospects of Friday night flying overnight. Well, hold on, hold on, Burko. I got to talk about my alma mater. Oh, you, well, I said it. UCF won. Molly Smith I know. Won. Well, you know, I, this is a great This is a great team. I mean, they, they've won back-to-back events now. They were fourth at the Cougar Classic, which is a great field. Molly Smith is great. I mean, she she's a freshman. She bombs the ball. Uh, you know, she – you know, wears the the flat bill hat. Like she, she's a stud and they did so with their number one player sandwich. Uh, I don't know if she got WD'd with an injury or she got DQ'd the last round, but um, you know, her scores wiped on, on golf stats. So they did it for count four. This is, this is a team to, to watch out for. And I'm not just saying that because I went there. This is a team that could be a Pepperdine what what Pepperdine did last year and, and get that, you know, one of those last spots into match play. So keep an eye on the Knights or the, or the golden Knights as, as, as OGs uh, like to call. I don't want to cheat you on UCF love, certainly deserving of that. Um, as I said, I'm excited to go to Scotland, our first uh, inaugural event, uh, new collegiate uh, showcase, if you will, at St. Andrews. Uh, I had never been in all my years, and now I'm going to go for the second time in less than two months after the Walker Cup. Crazy enough that it took that long for my schedule to uh, sort of fall into place. The one thing I have looked, the ideal weather we had six weeks ago, bye-bye. 40s, blowing oh. 30, raining. Yes. Now, it could be 52 and blowing 20. Um Good luck. It's going to be a lot of fun. Vandy, Georgetown, Notre Dame, North Carolina, men's and women's programs, six count five, first two days at the Jubilee course. Uh, then the final day on the old course, uh, medal match play. Uh, hey, what? who wouldn't want to go? Forget the weather to say, hey, we get to play a college event at the home of golf. Metal match play is the best too. Division two uses that for their national championship. It's um, it definitely takes a little bit more of the the luck aspect out of it. I I, I like metal match play. I, I wouldn't want to see the national championship go to it, but I'm surprised that we don't we don't see more of it played. Are you are, are you yeah. staying at the are you staying at the old course hotel again? No, no, I'm going to be 200 yards down the road at Rusak's. Oh my so, goodness! Uh, oh man, just cry, cry me a river on the, uh, play me a song been, in the world's smallest I, violin. Yeah, I've been very fortunate. Looking forward to it. My body clock will be off. Full prep, handful of people going over, working with European Tour Productions. So I think if my clock is right, nine a.m. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Eastern time. On Golf Channel, uh, why wouldn't you want to wake up and see a few hours of uh, the best from college golf uh, at the home of golf? Gonna some, be good. some coffee, coffee college golf, as, as we like to call it. I can have a cup of coffee, watch um, some of the top teams in the country. It is worth noting, um, Gordon Sargent, David Ford, uh, Vanderbilt, North Carolina, respectively, not 
expected to tee it up because of the World Amateur Team Championships going on. Big news for Gordon Sargent today, too, Burko. Officially has his PGA Tour card if he wants it next summer after the NCAA Championship because he hit a shot at, for, at the World Amateur Team Championships, picked up that 20th and final point. Uh, PGA Tour University accelerated. Really cool program. It seems like Nick Dunlap is is on his way uh, to satisfying that by the end of his junior year as well. So another pathway for these elite, elite uh, world beaters and amateur in college golf. And excited for uh, Gordon. I, I know this is a big weight off his shoulders, as it's kind of been off his shoulders because it's been a formality now for the last couple of months. But um, I, I'm interested to see now that he has that off his plate. He can focus on college golf a little bit more. Um, I'm interested to see what he could do because, I mean, he had all these distractions and everything was new for him last year and he still played great. So uh, excited to see what what Gordon can do this year. Yep. Pipeline continues college golf right to the PGA Tour. Uh, if you are simply good enough to earn the points or finish first in those PGA Tour U rankings like uh, Ludwig Aubert did this past year coming out of Texas that over and over again I, I've been saying Ludwig for six years it's what he told five me five years it's what, he, yeah. it's what he told me uh let's finish it up spike mark update you've been on this story from the get-go we said a week ago as you said October 15th you better under promise and over deliver and they did the exact opposite it's now starting to bother me. Like before, oh, college golf is done. No, it's not. It's not done. Uh, love Derek Freeman. Love every. Hey, we're all in this together. They've completely botched it. Everyone involved. You and I were talking earlier today. There are a lot of people that win the interview and then they get the job and they're like, wow, that's not the same person. And I'm not saying that in a negative light for Derek Freeman. And it's very easy to look back at what could have happened. But how about run a test model for nine months, do it for a season, and then say, this is what we do, not on paper. Uh, I was hesitant to go this way. It's it's kind of a joke where we are now at the end of October um, with the powers to be in live scoring in rankings. Um, and I'm not, I, I just love college golf covered it for 25 years. I'm not someone whose career, whose bonuses, all that depends on rankings. Um, I don't know where you stand. I needed to get that off my chest. Uh, everyone <laughs> I'm, I'm involved, you. everyone, they missed it. They missed the boat wildly, and we said it a few weeks ago. Take the fall. Figure it out. Don't promise October 15th, and then nothing's there. And, and you know yeah. what? I feel sorry for everyone involved because it now affects these kids. Yeah, and you you said a word there a little bit ago, joke. And I, I think it's not kind of a joke. Like, it is a joke in – I've talked to coaches the last few days and especially Monday morning when October 15th passes and no one's heard anything and the rankings aren't up. 
Spike Mark hasn't released a statement. The NCAA hasn't released a statement. And everyone's like, crickets, what's going on? And all these coaches are like, at this point, you just have to laugh about it because that's all you can do because it's it's no use getting worked up because it's not good for this prolonged period to be this mad and this upset. Like, it's not good for your your health. And so people are just laughing about it now. But I I honestly think when I look back on it, I think that Derek Freeman was trying to do right by college golf. I don't Agreed. think – Agreed wholeheartedly. I, I don't think that he went about it the right way. I think some of it was a little under the table, kind of secretive in terms of he wasn't telling anyone what he was getting into. You'd always say, oh, yeah, I'm doing the wine, and then I got this other thing cooking that, that you'll find about you know find out about later down the road, and it turned out to be spike mark. But the thing is, is he didn't put himself in a position to succeed because – he didn't hire a development team initially that knew golf. He tried to do a lot of it himself. And I think at one point, and he even said this in the release that came out Monday, um, there were a lot of intricacies in college golf that he didn't quite anticipate and a lot of intricacies and in how to build a live scoring platform and all of these things. And so it basically got to the point where he didn't deliver in this state. He had reached out a few weeks ago to Clipped Golf, um, which is, I believe they're UK based, but they do like data analysis, stat keeping, and they've really made a quite an impression in over a year, just over a year and a half in college golf. They have Wake Women, Georgia Tech Men, that's 50% of the four teams that were in the national championship uh, final match this past spring. So they have over 100 programs that use their service. They have a development team that was fixing all of Spike Mark's issues. They know golf really well. They're actually golf nerds from how I understand it. I'm actually talking to uh, Pierce, their main guy on Friday, just to kind of figure out what their what their plan for college golf is moving forward and you know how they're going to satisfy the contract and just, you know, what just the excitement or you know, just their overall game plan um, on, on how to get us out of this mess. So I'm interested in that. Um, but I, I lost my train of thought. I, I forgot where I was going, but, um, yeah. So Derek hired clip to fix some issues. It got to the point where I think Derek was like, I, I, I can't do this. Like, and they worked out an agreement clip t- took over, um, what the terms of that agreement were. I don't think we know. I'm interested to find out certainly, but the NCAA Monday evening, Right as I put out a story that says the rankings aren't out and there's been no communication, the NCAA comes out with a statement, clips taken over, and spike mark is no more. So, again, poor run out for spike mark. It was short, not sweet, and good riddance because it's caused way too many headaches and phone conversations and upset coaches and players and parents and. It's just it 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 ruined the start of this fall. It's really put a black mark on the on the sport, at least in the interim. And hopefully, Clip can uh, can do better. But that's the big question bad. mark. Yeah, what you feel bad for the they... sport. You feel bad for golf stat yeah. too. You know, golf stat just see if like thirty. I'm years. old school. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I'm not saying it was perfect. 
It certainly wasn't broken. And now it's collapsed. It, it, it's gotten under my skin because um, we had said it a week ago. Don't put up October 15th if you're not going to be ready on the 15th. Well, don't, just say literally. Just say I'll, I'll have it figured out by 2024. Don't say you can do live scoring if you can't do live scoring. Don't say you can do a ranking if you if, if you can't do a ranking. Don't say you, you can do uh, house all the schedules and results if you can't do that. I think when you say over-promise, under-deliver, I think this is a case of over-promising, never delivering. Um, but we don't have to worry about spike mark anymore. Um, all of the nicknames, the skid marks, the streak marks, um, those those are gone too, fortunately. And now we now we have clipped. So um, we'll just see see what happens. Uh, I believe the first ranking will be after the fall, um, and that's that's another thing. Uh, how is Mark Brody's ranking going to go over with the coaching community that was so used to a head-to-head stroke differential, you know, non-points-based ranking, and now we're going to a points race ranking. I, I think next week, Burko, since you're in you're in St. Andrews, we might try to get uh, might try to get Lance on to maybe dive a little bit deeper into the differences between the rankings because points base has been tried before in college golf way 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 back in the day it didn't work then um and i'm lance knows it better than than anybody so i think maybe we could dive a little bit deeper into the rankings again and uh help people maybe understand and get through this this tough time i hope everyone figures it out that sounds like a plan for you guys to sort of go down the rabbit hole is i journey to scotland journey enjoy back, your steak so. at the russics and your is it Rusacks? Rusacks? Uh, I don't know. It, it could be the Rusacks. I'm terrible at pronunciations. Ludwig, Ludwig, Rusacks, Rusacks. Um, yeah, have fun. No, I, I uh, 40 degrees and 30 degrees or 30 mile per hour winds and rain. And you said rain, right? It's going to rain. Uh, there's rain. Big storm coming uh, over uh, Scotland. So. Was it? It was just underwater, though, too. Wasn't um, St. Andrews was just underwater? Yeah, did they have the Dunhill Links? Or was that Carnoustie? Was that one of But they had. Well, Carnoustie was weather. underwater. And, and I think yeah. there was some water in the streets in St. Andrews. But enjoy the enjoy the Dunvegan as well. Um, it was fun having a little. Uh, little dinner with you last month and uh i'll enjoy trust me uh our thanks to paul chang for coming on a great story from the university of virginia and our thanks to you as always for tuning in to another edition of college golf talk until next time for brentley i'm burko take care Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Life is a highway. 
And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.